Hello and welcome to the podcast, Motherhood Unfiltered, It's Going to Be Okay. My name is Nikki and I am a life coach and mental health advocate for moms. My mission is to help moms move forward with confidence as they overcome the hurdles of mental health struggles. I have personally experienced the challenges, the challenges of depression and anxiety, and I know how hard it can be to feel like you're just surviving day to day, but with the right tools and guidance, it's possible to not just survive, but to thrive. As a coach, I provide support, encouragement, and practical skills to help moms build resilience and regain control over their lives. Through my work, I have seen firsthand the transformation that can occur when moms are empowered to take charge of their mental health and well-being. So if you're a mom who's feeling overwhelmed, anxious, or just not yourself, I want you to know that it's going to be okay. I'm here to help you navigate these challenges and move towards a life where you feel confident, fulfilled, and thriving. Let's connect and get started. Hello, everybody. This is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. And on today's podcast, I have Randy Lee Bowsworth, and she is an author, an outspoken advocate of mental health. She shares her story with honesty, and she has spoken at events that promote wellness and compassionately shares her experience with her own mental health. She's a mom of two teenagers a grandmother, she doesn't look old enough to be a grandmother, trust me, a wife and a competitive kickboxer. She's a certified personal trainer who has represented Team Canada internationally. Even after battling cancer, she returned to coaching and competing. And I'm so glad to have her on today to tell us about her story and how we can even when we're struggling with our own mental health struggles, we can still smile and keep going. So, oh, before I forget, because I forget, if you're listening on the podcast, please go to Spotify or iTunes and rate the podcast. If you're watching this on the YouTube, please comment, like, and subscribe. If you've already subscribed, you're awesome and share it with someone that you care about. And don't forget, I'm offering my uh, virtual workshop again in April. I almost forgot. So the first full week of April, the 6th through the 9th, um, if you sign up, you can take it for free and you get to talk to me or listen to me yammer yammer for four days. It's not four full days, but anyway, we have so much fun in the class and I hope you will sign up. So now let's bring on Randy Lee. Hi, Randy. Hi. I always forget to say, please rate the podcast. (laughs) Right? You got to go. You got to rate it. You got to hit the like, subscribe, (laughs) follow button. Do it all. I know. I always forget. And then I'm like, anyway. So I'm so glad that we finally got a chance to get on here and talk about your journey and all the things that you've been um, going through. And Wendy, I saw that you said you was a grandmother. I was like, no. Nah. Yes, I am. 
yeah, he's three. And Grammy's his favorite. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I know I have a, a six-year-old and she's something else. She's, I pray for her parents. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're expecting their second one in May. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to see him. So yeah. in love with him already. So, but yeah, being a grandma at first, I just cried. I cried for three days when they told me they were expecting because I was like, I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> I got you beat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but then I'm like, then when as soon as I saw her on the ultrasound, I just it was it. Right, your I, heart I just fell in melts. love with her. Yeah, I know. I just hold them and love them, and yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was like. I just fall in love with. I fell in love with her, and she is a pistol. So <laughs> yeah, yep. I pray for her parents. <laughs> That's good. So, Randy Lee, so tell us about, you know, your story. And um, so you did competitive kickboxing and I know you've written books, but you did you do the kickboxing before or after you had your bout with cancer? Um, I started beforehand. So okay. um, I started about 11 years ago ish mm -hmm. um, and I had cancer. I think we're going come this summer. It'll be five years. Okay. So kind of right in the middle, I guess. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, somewhere in around there, four or five years. Um, so obviously I took time off how to deal with that. We're all good now. <laughs> um, and then I was able to compete again till COVID hit and coach again. Um, and then mm -hmm. last year in January, my body was like, you know what? We're just not doing that anymore. And I'm like, but, <laughs> but we're so young. Why aren't we? Uh, so the doctors haven't quite figured out what's wrong yet. So we're, we're okay. trying, we'll figure it out and maybe eventually get back my to it My body tells me that every morning, like we're not going to get out of bed just yet. <laughs> We're right. not ready for this. <laughs> yeah. And then I just, I go to doctors and I'm like, hey, so this hurts, that hurts. This is what's going on. They're like, oh, but you're so young. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> so fix me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope uh, everything turns out okay with that. So what was your first book that you, you had, you wrote? Uh, so the first one's called Thoughts of a Wanderer. And that one was published in 2017. Uh -huh. It's a collection of all the poems that I wrote as a teenager um, to help deal with my depression. And oh, okay. I found them in the basement and I was like, huh, I don't really want to throw them out. I have this weird sentimental attachment to them. Yeah. But I also don't want them sitting in the basement doing nothing. Like I forgot <laughs> I even had them, right? Like, so they're sitting there doing nothing. So I went, okay, well, I always said I was going to write a book. I'm just going to. So I did. Um, at the time I was writing it, I was also going through a pretty bad depression. So I sat in a blanket fort. Yep, made a blanket fort in my room um, and wrote, <laughs> kind of put it all together, wrote like a beginning and an end. Yeah. Said, OK, there's my first book. And now, you know, now that I'm over wow. 10 books later, I kind of want to go back and and relook at that first one and do like a re-release yeah. of it in the future. That's so amazing. I I knew I had written poetry when I was a teenager too, but I thought it was just a all bunch of piece of crap. So I throwed it, tore it all up one day because I was so mad at myself, Aww, you know, and yeah. I don't have it anymore, but I've written things since then and I've kept it. And, you know, it, to me, it's just a working progress, but oh, I'm yeah. more into, to, to free writing, you know, and, 
and just screaming at somebody in my journals. <laughs> hey, you know what? You'd be surprised the all the books that are out there. There's something for everybody. So you never know who'd want to read it. Well, I don't know. I I probably should. I might keep that one a secret, but <laughs> you're allowed to have some. <laughs> yeah. So what was your, um, but you've got a new book out, don't you? Um, um, it will be out very soon. Um, so I did okay. publish one last, no, not last year, not 20, publish one in 2021, um, embracing okay. me. And again, that's my journey with depression. Um, yeah. and the one that comes out this year, May 20th mm -hmm. to be exact, um, it's called goodbye too soon. And it's about my brother's death by a drug overdose. Oh my gosh, Randy Lee. We, that is just so heartbreaking because we all, have someone that we love that has been affected by that. And I just, I, I don't, it's just feels so over. It feels like an overwhelming thing to deal with. And it just makes me want to cry, you know? So well, that's why I when mean, you read the book, you have tissues. <laughs> so I do need to get tissues when I read it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have been told by the beta readers that it made them cry. So yes, have tissues. Okay. I will keep that. Keep that in. when I ordered a book, I will get a box of tissues with it. <laughs> Perfect. So, so what was the things that, um, was there something in there that you had to tell a story about? Like, was it something that this helped me? And so I, I need to tell the story to help somebody else. Yeah. So when my brother died, he was, uh, 37. Uh -huh. Um, so it comes out on the two year anniversary of his death. Um, mm -hmm. and I kept thinking to myself, his death can't mean nothing. And that's yeah. why I was like, Hey, if I use this story, especially I've already, I had already written a bunch of books. So it wasn't uncommon for me to talk about my story in my life. Yeah. Um, right. And Brandon, that's, that's my brother's name. Um, Brandon mm -hmm. always loved helping people. Like Aww. he had literally given somebody the shoes off his feet once because they didn't have any and he had more at home. So, right. you know, he had a good heart. He just yeah. had a really bad, um, mental illness that he couldn't right. get over. So I thought, you know what, he wanted to help people. I have this ability to talk and share and write. So <laughs> um, in order for his death to mean something, I was like, yeah, I'll share it. Um, yeah. So I did. And it was very cathartic writing it for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I, I love that, that you decided to, I mean, even though he couldn't tell his own story, you're actually telling it for him and letting other people know that I, I just hate that there's so many self-diagnosing people with a mental illness out there. And I mean, how do we get the the health care to them? You know, if they can't come to us, how do we get it to them? That is the million dollar question that yes, I don't have an answer for. But I think what we can do as just the general population, not mm -hmm. a doctor, um, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> is do exactly what we're doing right now. Talk about it. Make it a safe space for yeah. those people to come out and come and maybe find help. Because that's that's part of the problem is mm -hmm. you don't want to admit it. You don't want to go seek help. You don't want to say, hey, I'm weak. Um, yeah. There's a problem with me, whatever it might be. So right. By us just as a general population, changing the yeah. way we talk about it, um, right. we can change the way that maybe they giving them a sp safe space to come out. Um, yeah. That's actually one of the big things that I talk about 
early on in the book um, mm -hmm. is because people often will say an addict. Oh, that guy's an addict. He's a druggie. He's a user. Um, so mm -hmm. I tried very hard to make sure that I put the point across person with addiction or yeah. a person with a mental illness that is addiction, whatever, however yeah. you know, the sentence needed to work. But I really yeah. wanted to put across that it's a person first and foremost. They're not just... Yes. They're not just drugs. Exactly. I mean, they are people and they have this thing that they're dealing with. And that's, you know, maybe it was recreational at first, but then they started using it whenever they had a bad day, you know, yeah. or they went through a bad time in their life. And now it's overtaken their whole system and they can't live without mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I have, um, you know, I come from family families, uh, family members with addiction. And most of them are my si siblings. And it's just been really hard seeing them struggle, you know, and I, I don't know how to help them. I just try to be there for them. And whenever they want me to be there, but they go through times where they can't be around anybody because, you know, that's just part of the mental illness that they're dealing with. Exactly. It, it's really hard. It's hard to see them suffer because me, I just want to take it away. Mm -hmm. and give him a happy life, you know. <laughs> and if only it was that simple. I you know. Just wave a magic wand and make everybody better. My wand is broken, Randy Lee. <laughs> I need to get it Wait, in for fix. Go find a fairy godmother, get it fixed <laughs> so you can solve the problem. Exactly, exactly. So when you were going through your cancer, I mean, what were some things that you did to help keep you from um, being down or you know, did you, or did you use the kickboxing as an outlet for um, that? Yeah, no, I, I did stop kickboxing <laughs> during that whole period of time. Um, yeah. I, I just kind of focused on everything, but that it took me actually probably a good year before I stopped and went, holy crap, I had cancer. I could have died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's this mentality of just get through it, get to the next day, do, you know, this, I have to go to this oh, doctor appointment, yeah. that doctor yeah. appointment. Um, and for me at that time, my son was just, for lack of a better term, going crazy. Um, and I think all teenagers go through that. <laughs> well, so my, my youngest has autism, anxiety, right. depression, ADHD, right? So yeah. um, at that time, his meltdowns were very severe. He was basically the same size as me at that point because he was, what, oh 11, 10, 11. Um, yeah. So it was, I couldn't, I couldn't stop him. I couldn't help him. I didn't know what I was, how to help him. So we yeah. were having to call 911 on a near daily basis because oh we my, couldn't yeah. give him the support he needed. Um, right. And he got on a wait list to go to a treatment place. And mm -hmm. we were really hoping that he was going to get in there when I had to go for surgery, but of course it didn't work out that way. And I just want to let you know, my goal is to help others who have found themselves at their lowest point in their life and provide them the tools it takes to get back up and start living again. I was in this exact same place in 2020. I did not think I had anything to live for anymore but a 15-minute clarity call helped me realize I needed a change and I could accomplish those things in my life. I want to offer you the same free 15-minute call so please go to my website www 
www.nikkiastrobowling.com forward slash free clarity call to sign up today. Did you love this episode of Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay? Click the link in the description to check out my mixtape list already set up to get you started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, but he did eventually get in there after, uh, after I had two surgeries and uh-huh. I was pretty much healed. And then he finally got in <laughs> and it made a, <laughs> made a really big difference for him, which was good. But right. so at that oh, time, good. it was hard to focus on the cancer because I had to focus yeah. on what he needed. Maybe that was, maybe that was a godsend. I don't know. You know, Could because be I mean, in disguise, it could be because if I was focusing on that and didn't have anything else to worry about, I would just be very on me. I would definitely have turned into this like cancer ridden narcissist, you know, right. <laughs> and not that that's a bad thing, but um, sometimes it's best to have something to keep us occupied so yeah. that, you know, we don't really feel like we're going to fall apart in that moment. And then, like you said, a year later, you're like, wait a minute. I had freaking cancer. I could have died. <laughs> exactly. And a couple of times I'd be I can't, like I'd be at different places, whether it was back at work or um, at business yeah. meetings or whatever. And people would say, mm-hmm. wow, you're a cancer survivor. And I'm like, I guess so. Right. I didn't I didn't identify <laughs> as that um, because in my, my mind, <laughs> right, in my mind, I had surgery. They took it away. I was lucky, right? Like I didn't have yeah. to go through chemo and radiation. Gotcha. So in my mind, okay. I wasn't that, but I was. But you are. <laughs> Not but I was. Are. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> but it, to admit that to myself was, I don't know why, but it was really hard. Wow. Wow. I can't believe that you would be like, maybe like, I'm not all that, you know, but you were, I mean, even if the doctor took that away from you, I mean, it still could have went bad, you know, yeah. and you still could have had to have chemo after the surgery. You well, know, and after the after the second surgery, it did go bad, actually. Um, I ended okay. up getting an infection and I was back in the hospital overnight. Oh and yeah, so I did actually almost die. Like, I don't think I've ever seen my husband so scared. We've been together our, our entire adult lives. And I don't think I've yeah. ever seen him so scared. He uh, He was like, no, you're going back to the hospital right now. And I'm like, fine. Like I could barely sit up. I was so dehydrated. Like it was, it was awful. He's like, no, I'm taking you back right now. So he took me oh back and immediately they took me into the emergency room and hooked me up to IV and started doing yeah. test after test to to see what yeah. was going on. And yeah, I was uh, going, what's that word? Septic? The, where yeah. The oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 So you could have went just like that. Yeah. It was, it was really my, bad. I'm glad he took you. I mean, me too. Don't yeah. Don't listen yeah. to me. I'm I'm not fine. <laughs> so I was out of my head, <laughs> right? Exactly. So as much as I didn't have to go through chemo or radiation or anything, um, that cancer still almost did take me out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard I've heard of people that have you know had something like cancer or um, something else, and it they're you know and they survive like cancer, but then they die from pneumonia. You know, because their immune system was so low. And I'm like, crap, man. He beat right? the big thing, you know. And then the 
tiny little thing came by and got him. Hey, know? that's just it. My cancer was gone. It's, I'm going to be taken out by an infection. What? <laughs> exactly. And we now, got of antibiotics course, for that. <laughs> right? Oh, they hooked me up good. Um, <laughs> and now every time any little thing happens, I'm like, please don't be back. Oh, yes. Yes. I would definitely. Yeah, I would do that, too. I definitely yeah. would. But I'm glad I think it's common. Probably. It probably is. You know, every little thing you sneeze, like, you know, and now when I sneeze or cough, I'm like, oh, my God, I got COVID again. Who oh was goodness, I around right? that gave me COVID? You know, because I, I don't it twice already. <laughs> yeah. And I I've had it. I know I've I've tested positive twice and there was a third time I was sick. I know I had it because it was the same symptoms and everything. But yeah. I don't leave my house anymore. I, I might go see be with my family. Mm-hmm. but I don't go out in public. Like I, I did go to Walmart for the first time in maybe like a year and a half. Cause usually I will order our groceries now and go pick them up. Yeah. So convenient. I, it is, but it's turned me into this big, lazy person. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, too good to go, I'm too good to go into Walmart now and get my own groceries. Okay. <laughs> I love going to Walmart. I always find different things. Well, they actually so, have delicious cookies that I can eat because I'm like gluten-free, dairy-free, rice, and all this other stuff that makes my stomach hurt. And they have these oh cookies. My. They're the only place that has them. <laughs> don't ask What's me what they're the called. I can't remember. But I know what the box oh. looks like when I see it. <laughs> I don't remember the name though. Okay. We'll have to have another episode so that Randy Lee can tell us what kind of cookies she likes <laughs> from Walmart. I'll, I'll bring the box with me and, and show you. <laughs> Just gives me an excuse to go and buy cookies. <laughs> yeah, I like this. But I got to tell the people has been okay. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah. So my my son and I, we my oldest son, we went to Walmart, and he's like, "Mom, you're like jumping in front of people, grabbing stuff in front of people." I'm like, "I forgot how to act." <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> like a kid in a candy store because it's been so long. I know, and I was like, "I'm not trying to be rude." I just thought yeah. I'll grab those hot dogs real fast, you know, before the other person gets over there. But right? he was so yeah. I said, I told him, I was like, listen, if I'm embarrassing you, you'll have to go to the car because I can't help myself. I'm just <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's probably like me the first time I went to Costco. I was like, oh, what's this? I know. I know my husband's the same about going to Costco. I'm like, I've, I've never been there. I probably shouldn't go there. It would probably be a bad thing. <laughs> so it, it would probably be inexpensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so um, what would be your favorite like mental wellness tip that you would give to somebody? Um, so animal would probably be my favorite animals in nature. Oh my goodness, yes. So I, I have got two cats. cats when I went through a last bout of depression. Yeah, I have four cats. We, we do have a dog too. Yeah, I have three of those. <laughs> My four cats and three dogs. Well, because, okay, so here's the thing. When you have three or more dogs, you have a pack. So when we had two, we might as well make it a pack and get three. And with cats, if you have three or more, it's a clouder. So I had to have a clouder of cats. (laughs) Is that what they're called when there's three or more? It's called a clouder. I had no idea. I hope I'm saying that right. I think so. Oh, well, I had no idea. I... When I went through my last bout, my friend, her cat had a litter and they were all like um, black and white, smoky grays. And there was two tabbies. And I said, 
I want those two tabbies. Mm -hmm. And I, I brought them home after six weeks and we love them to death. Yeah. And my husband calls our, we have a 14 pound cat. He calls him the trash cat because he <laughs> will find trash and then put it under our bed. So <laughs> it's the weirdest. Hilarious. I know. So my husband like got under the bed this morning and he got a banana pill, a piece of cellophane, a piece of a bread tie and then some lint. And there was a sock under there. I'm like, he's like, look at our trash cat. He's like gathering trash now. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, no, my cats don't do that. My dogs will just eat trash if that counts. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your number one tip is um is like be around pets. Yeah. Because they will pets. love you unconditionally. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you leave them for five minutes, come back, they will just adore you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you ever yes, want to feel I do loved? That yeah. one. Yes. <laughs> and do you have any other tips for? Um... I have oodles of tips. Um, so then I would say um, therapy. Yeah. Uh, that that one is a really big go to for me. Um, mm. I've done a few different styles, and that's the thing that I really like about therapy is that there mm -hmm. are different kinds. So I always say on on my show, if you, I think I lost you. Are you still there, Randy Lee? <laughs> oh, no. Are you there? <laughs> uh oh, all right. Am I back? You're back. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I could I could hear and see you the whole time. But we had this really big ice storm um, yeah. the other day. Uh -huh. And ever since then, my internet has been quite bunky. So Yeah, it's probably a frozen yeah. fiber optic line under the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. very frustrating though, because I don't like winter to begin with, and then it just messes with. Me. Yeah, I know. You're you're in Ontario, right? Or no? Well, crap! I just lost your. I can't hear you again. <laughs> don't you love technology? <laughs> when she comes back for this from this commercial break, <laughs> we will just wait. Oh, she's doing a private chat. Hold on. Am I back? You're. Yes, I can hear you again. Okay. Yay. Okay. So <laughs> there's you said there's different types of therapy. I, yeah, I gotta so hear about this. Okay. So I I mean obviously I don't know all of them because I'm not a yeah. actual therapist. Right. But um so for myself, I know about cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, which is probably the most common one, I'm gonna say. Mm -hmm. Um changing mm -hmm. your thoughts to change your behavior. Uh dialectical behavior therapy, so DBT. Um, mm -hmm. And that one, that's the one that um, I did last time with my therapist, which was amazing. And wow, I don't know if I'll describe it the best, but um, mm -hmm. it, it was teaching me skills to kind of stop in the moment and figure out if something was true or not using facts. Oh, yes, it was. That it was, could be life changing. It. It totally is. Um, so, for instance, whenever I used to talk yeah. to the school for my kid, because, again, having all those issues and being called yeah. all the time, I would get so emotional every time the school would call. And my emotions would take over, and then I wouldn't be able to have a really good, firm conversation with them. Yeah, right, um, right, yeah. So, by doing what she said, which was a couple of things. So, one was 
if I know I'm going to be talking to them, make a list, stick to that list of facts. Don't let emotions come in, stick to the list of facts. Um, if they go off topic, then say, no, I'm staying on topic. Um, yeah. And then the other thing was when you're talking to, to them or to somebody, ask myself, is that true? So do I have any facts that um, are like, so I'm trying to think of a good example. So if the school mm -hmm. would tell me, um, we think that he should go to a different class because they put him in so many different classes. I could mm -hmm. think, okay, well, is this a fact that he can't be in this class or is it just mm -hmm. a feeling that they're telling me? Well, it's more just a feeling that they're telling me. It's not a fact. The fact is right. we haven't put in the right supports, so we need mm -hmm. to try something else before moving him. Um, and so just kind of trying to stick to the facts, which is not the easiest thing when your emotions are going... No. <laughs> But um, that was my, super helpful. Oh, my God. Dad, I wish I had known that because my oldest son um, suffers from schizoaffective disorder. Okay. So that is basically bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. So he, the school would call and say, "All so-and-so uh, so said this. Mm -hmm. And I instead, and there would be times I'd be like, get so upset. Like, why would he say that? Right. You know? And, but then I would, but I finally got to a point and said, listen, he's not going to do that. Like he, he's like for Halloween, they asked him what he was going to do for Halloween. He said, I'm going to go home and sacrifice my brother. <laughs> and I was, and they were so upset about that. You know, I said, he's not going to do that. He says things from stories in videos yep. that he watches okay it's just coming out of his brain out of his mouth most kids just keep it in you know yeah. or they just you know so he doesn't know how to stop the things from coming out of his mouth and they i'm like people you've got to chill out okay mm -hmm. he would cry if he hurt somebody okay <laughs> you know? yeah but i mean i got calls almost every day and i know i it, it is it's I, and I would just go home and cry or I go in the yeah. bathroom at work and cry, you know, mm -hmm. because I'm like they don't understand. First of all, I would be, first of all, I, it would get to a point where I, I don't know what to do with him. And then second of all, I'd be like, I don't know what to do with these people at school, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can't take care of them too, you know? <laughs> but right. Anyway, but we just kept him in therapy and he's almost 30 now and he's, he's does great, you know? Oh, but, good. Yeah. There's hope out there. I've interviewed people who there's one gentleman. He's has uh, schizophrenia and he's a, almost 70 and he lives on his own and he does great. Takes care awesome. of himself. Yeah. And so my biggest fear was what happens to me is junior going to be able to take care of himself, you know? Right. Yeah. But I don't worry about that anymore because. He now he knows he has to take his medication to feel good. Once he stopped hearing the voices and he took his medication and then mm -hmm. when he stopped and he started having those auditory hallucinations again, it scared him, you know, because yeah. he had, oh, he grew up with hearing those voices. So he was always used to having them there. And mm -hmm. so now he takes his medicine and I've taught him how to feed himself. He knows how to clean and do laundry I made oh, sure good. he knows how to do all that. So it was just, it was a long struggle. But, you know, as a parent, you just keep working at it. And you're like, when is this going to end? 
Well, if you keep working at it, it it'll get to the point where, oh, he can do this and this and this, or they can do this and this and this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, he will need help with, you know, certain things, but for the most part, he can take care of himself. But well, that that gives it, me some hope. <laughs> well, yeah, because I didn't have anybody to talk to about this, and that was one thing I had thought about doing was doing a support group for parents, you know, especially moms who, because I, it was a, my worry. If I'm not here, what is going to happen to him? You yeah. know? And so I did everything I knew how to do. I mean, teaching this kid now, teaching him how to cook was easy because he liked to eat. So, Oh, that's I good. Mean, <laughs> that's <know>? good. <laughs> and then I thought, well, at least, I mean, he, he knows how to order food. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But the other stuff, you know, the medication, the doctor's appointments, I mean, that's a lot. It is. You know, it's a lot. I feel like we don't often think it's a lot until we have to actually teach that step-by-step how to do it. We take it for granted that it's just something you do. Well, when you start out, it's usually one appointment and they're like, okay, well, and then they have to go to someplace else and then someplace else. And then you just right. gradually build up with the responsibilities. But it's like mm-hmm. having, it's like you're their case manager, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to make sure they take their meds and everything. You know, I still today, you know, will not as much, but I will periodically ask him if he's taking his meds just to make sure he's staying on track because yeah. he's been doing so well. And, um, so he, he's like, I don't need you to check up on me every day, you know, <laughs> but you're a mom. So you're gonna, I can't help it. It's a habit. <laughs> so, but that's but, good. Cause it means that he's doing yeah. what he's supposed to do. Exactly. Exactly. So now I don't have that worry anymore. It was that I think that's where a lot of my anxiety came from was worrying about, you know, are my kids going to be okay if I'm not here? You know, yeah. my other two boys, I know they'll be fine, but I'm now I don't worry about it at all. Good. So, and I just wish there were other, you know, like yourself, because, you know, you, he's still at home, right? Yeah. Huh? He's 16. He's Is that what you 16, said? Yeah. Oh, Lord, you're in the thick of it. <laughs> exactly. He just got his license in December. <laughs> Scary. That's scary. And then what about all the sex stuff that comes up? That's scary too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've definitely had the the talk or two or three times. <laughs> I know. And, and, like, and you know, so has, you have that. <laughs> yeah. He has no filter. No filter. It's I just know. like, what? I'm a teenager. Teenagers do this. And I'm like, I'm aware. I'm your mom. I don't need to hear it. Like, I'm glad you're so open, but when you're in your room by yourself, it's, you're in your room by Just yourself. keep it in your room by yourself. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Randy Lee. I remember those days when one of them brought home their girlfriend and they're both talking to me about what they wanted, their, their whole sex thing they want to do together. I'm like, I don't want to hear this right now. <laughs> well, I'm glad I haven't had that. It's only just been him by himself. So that's... Well, it might happen. I mean, you know. Well, I know. He's 16. Usually, I mean, they find, like, you know, the oldest finds a girl who's just like him. Not just like him, but has, you know, some kind of, you know, disorder, too. And it's like, 
you all have to stick together, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, so. like, like. <laughs> so um, when does your you your new book come out? You did you say so May twentieth is the official release date, but it is on pre order right now on Amazon. So you can pre order the ebook, and then on okay. May twentieth, it will directly go to you. You don't have to think about it. Remember, so go order it. And the name <laughs> of it again and. In- goodbye too soon good oh that's the one about your brother okay yeah yeah so you were gonna say embracing me and that one is available now as well um that's I actually was. all the my first audiobook that one is on audible as well and i narrate it was that fun it was so much you? fun um i've definitely learned a lot so for the next one um hopefully i'll record one this summer um yeah. one of my other books because now I have this fancy stuff now in my fancy yeah, office. I see it. Yeah, yeah, and I got a new microphone and everything. So it will be a higher quality um, oh, cool. than, than embracing me. But it's a learning experience, right? So I yeah. did the best that I could with what I knew back then. And now I know more. So the next one will be even better. Awesome. So you were able to record that right from your home. Yeah. Because for some reason, I was thinking that you still had to go like to... I don't know, Disney Studios or something. <laughs> nope. No, you can you can do it all from the comfort of your own home. Um, I would not suggest doing it in a basement, though, where it's echoey. <laughs> Learn my lesson. Did you go back and listen to it? Be like, well, this sounds not right. <laughs> well, I listened to it because I had to do edits. And I didn't, like, it didn't sound horrible. Like, it's definitely mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um but there's things that I could do to make it better. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's not like yeah. the worst thing I've ever heard. I've definitely heard worse. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> well, I don't even pay attention to that. You know, I mean, I, every once in a while, I'll, I'll pick up something in the background, but yeah, maybe it's just because I have trouble hearing, but I, I usually, if the story is so good, I mean, I'm like focused yeah. on that. I don't even pay attention to anything Exactly. Else. So I, and yeah. I feel like the story is really good. I might be biased. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. So, well, I will definitely put that on my, my Amazon book list is like growing, you know, because everybody that I talked to has written a book and, and they're all so good. They are. <laughs> That's why I talk to the people on, on my podcast. <laughs> I know. I do tons of book reviews and some of them are so amazing that I'm like, hey, when is the next one coming out? You're sending it to me, right? <laughs> I don't know if you've listened to Dana Schwartz. She has a podcast called Noble Blood. Okay. And it's a, it's a historical podcast, but she's written a book called The Anatomy of Something Something. But it is so good. <laughs> but I... Let me look it up because I'm being a, a goober. Um, it's as good I as just knowing how good the cookies are, but not knowing what they're called. Anatomy, a love story. That's what it's called. Okay. And it's it's very historical, but it's got like a scientific put input on it. And it's got a love story involved. And it is so good. I I started it two days ago and I'm almost done with it. It's an audio wow. book, but you can get the hardcover too if you want that. But so yeah, I just listen to everybody's books and yeah, there's not enough time in the day. So for me, I to know, do that. but so before we, um, end our conversation, so your story about your brother, be, 
I just, do you have any advice that you want to give, you know, everybody who's, I know everybody who listens has probably at least one person they know or a relative that they know that is going through something like that? Yeah. So a big theme in the book um, that came out as I was writing it was boundaries Mm -hmm. and forgiveness. So Mm -hmm. when you have somebody, and I think you probably will can Mm -hmm. attest this, when you have somebody who has an addiction or any kind of mental illness, really, Mm -hmm. you have to set boundaries. How how much are you willing to give um, before Mm -hmm. you say no? And so that was such a big theme with my brother um, Mm -hmm. because as soon as you would say no to him, you are an, and I'm like, I'm not talking to you no more. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then because when he died, then, then our whole relationship, I had to stop. I'd be like, well, was there something I could do differently? Hello, everybody. This is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. And on today's podcast, I have Randy Lee Bowslip, and she is an author and outspoken advocate of mental health. She shares her story with honesty, and she has spoken at events that promote wellness and compassionately shares her experience with her own mental health. She's a mom of two teenagers a grandmother, she doesn't look old enough to be a grandmother, trust me, a wife and a competitive kickboxer. She's a certified personal trainer who has represented Team Canada internationally. Even after battling cancer, she returned to coaching and competing. And I'm so glad to have her on today to tell us about her story and how we can even when we're struggling with our own mental health struggles, we can still smile and keep going. So, oh, before I forget, because I forget, if you're listening on the podcast, please go to Spotify or iTunes and rate the podcast. If you're watching this on the YouTube, please comment, like, and subscribe. If you've already subscribed, you're awesome and share it with someone that you care about. And don't forget, I'm offering my uh, virtual workshop again in April. I almost forgot. So the first full week of April, the 6th through the 9th, um, if you sign up, you can take it for free and you get to talk to me or listen to me yammer yammer for four days. It's not four full days, but anyway, we have so much fun in the class and I hope you will sign up. So now let's bring on Randy Lee. Hi, Hi. I always forget to say, please rate the podcast. <laughs> right? You got to go. You got to rate it. You got to hit the like, subscribe, <laughs> follow button. Do it all. <laughs> I know. I always forget. And then I'm like, anyway. So I'm so glad that we finally got a chance to get on here and talk about your journey and all the things that you've been um, going through. If you enjoyed my show, Motherhood Unfiltered, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And be sure to come back next week for another episode of Motherhood Unfiltered. Until then, this is Nikki, the host of Motherhood Unfiltered. And don't forget, it's going to be okay.